This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Ages and Icons, a Zoomer magazine, everythingzoomer.com original podcast. My name's Mike Crisologo. I'm the arts and entertainment editor at Zoomer magazine and everythingzoomer.com. And I'm Gina Bucci, the video and multimedia producer here at uh, Zoomer Mag, <laughs> everythingzoomer.com. Yeah, this is our, our first podcast. Well, it's uh, more here, like so. a teaser, Mike. This it is, is a little, a little uh, bit of a teaser, yeah. Morsel, a little uh, appetizer, a little, uh, what do you say, um, aperitif? I don't know. Give me some more language. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> I mean, look. It's the end of the year. It's the end of 2017, right? 2018's New Year, New You, also new podcast. And uh, Gina and I are working on a podcast here. This is the first episode. It's called Ages and Icons. And uh, basically what we're looking at doing is uh, talking or taking our our listeners sort of behind the interviews that we do at Zoomer Magazine. And, um, you know, as the arts and entertainment editor, I get to sit down and talk with a lot of these incredible artists, incredible uh, writers and actors and singers. And, you know, uh, we talk about the work that they're promoting, obviously, but we also sort of talk about their, their personal lives and, and their feelings and their, you know, just their thoughts on different various things. And, and these are sometimes... Wait, uh, wait. And by we, you mean you, because well, I, I, mean, yeah. I never got to talk to these cool people. <laughs> Gina's, Gina's there more and more to uh, help film it for us. But uh, I, yeah. I just started. Uh, I just started. It's only a couple of cool people I've met, but the ones we're talking about today, Loretta Lynn. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't be able to. Talk. I know. I would I, we want to bring you sort of behind the interview, right? Like not just what you saw in print, but these are sort of some of the the discussions that we had that maybe didn't make it into the magazine, or, or maybe weren't, uh, you know, part of the the larger story uh, on the website. And so yeah, just sort of bring people into the interview and let the artists speak. Uh, through their own words. Yeah, so there's like some cool stories that you just weren't able to put into your online magazine, like um, Catherine O'Hara talking about her mom being spooked out by family ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Did it didn't make the yeah. the article right? Yeah, I don't want to give it away, but yeah, um, we thought it would be fun to do the first Ages and Icons podcast uh, themed around the holidays, since we're all here uh, at Zoomer, like uh, everywhere else. Uh, you know, we're celebrating the holidays, looking forward to Santa coming down the chimney, and we thought we would look back on just. Some of the interviews uh, that we, we that I, I've sorry, done. Are, are you still? <laughs> I'm not even hold you are, but in your 30s, I'm assuming still looking forward to Santa coming t- down your chimney. Yeah, why? Do you have a chimney? Why would? Does your chimney work? Who has a why, chimney? Is there something you want to tell me about Santa city? that I don't know? Uh, well, no. Anyway, I, I, I can't be. <laughs> We, you know, over the last couple of years... Uh, Your parents failed you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> over the last couple of years, I've talked to a lot of these, um, uh, to, to a lot of different uh, people that I've interviewed about Christmas memories or, or thoughts, or maybe they've been releasing a Christmas album. And so, we, we, you know, we've sort of discussed the holidays. And, uh, you know, we thought it'd be kind of fun to, to compile it and kick off our first episode uh, with, uh, you know, just talking to some of these people and, and hearing their memories. Some are funny, some are a little bit more poignant. Uh, but we've got a pretty cool lineup here of people that we've spoken to. Uh, this is going to be a shorter episode, I think, than usual because mm-hmm. they're just uh, they're they're nice snippets of great holiday stories. And so um, uh, we're going to present that to you. And uh, but before we do that, Mike, I'm going to throw a little surprise at you. Um, why don't you <laughs> tell us episode. a little? Yeah, that's right. It's just a preview of what's to come. Um, I want to know of a of a cool holiday story that you have. 
Oh boy! Give well, me something from your, uh, you know, your your pajama days where you wear those full body pajamas. And maybe last year. Oh, you mean was last, year? last year? Yeah, year? I was gonna say yeah. You, since you still believe in Santa. Um, yeah, I Oops, mean, like, oh no, I I killed my stream. Yeah, what do you mean, still? Um, yeah, it. I mean, most like most of our listeners. I'm, I'm sure, like all of our listeners, I grew up pre-internet, and uh, so I just remember growing and me, up. I'm young. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> It's a simpler time, and uh, yeah, I, I remember uh, waking up to my grandfather and grandmother, you know, showing up the door with the jingle bells, and um, you know, waking us up on Christmas morning. But I think my favorite holiday memory that I can just sort of think of off the top of my head was when I was a really little kid, and um, Santa leaves out a, a big present unwrapped under our Christmas tree. And so when you come down in the morning, all the presents are there wrapped, but there's one that's unwrapped. That's like sort of the main present from Santa. And so when I came downstairs, it was the original Nintendo Entertainment System, the Ooh. original Nintendo video game. The Super Mario Bros? Super Mar- yes, right. So I was so excited, and I ran over to the box, and I picked it up, and it was empty. And I said, oh, my God, this is like the worst Christmas prank ever, Santa. Like, this is terrible. And uh, I was so upset about this, and my father said, wait, do you hear something? I said, wait, oh, yeah, I do hear something. And it was coming from the basement. And I ran down the basement and um, Santa had set up the Nintendo system with the the Super Mario Brothers game inside. And it was running on the demo on the, the TV screen. And you, so you heard like the theme music. They had a bear near near near. Yeah. The, near, 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 near. That one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it was, that was a lot of fun. That was really cool. It took a lot of like goading to get me to go back upstairs and open the rest of the gifts. I would never give that to a child uh, as the first gift because... Uh, because you're not going to hang out with the family all day. Well, that's what I mean. And, and I mean, like, then when you open up the socks later on, it doesn't yeah. really live up to this. <laughs> but socks. Hey. So- I, can't, I can't play with these socks. <laughs> the thought that counts, so right? These socks don't, uh, don't, don't breathe fireballs. <laughs> they don't kill uh, turtles and, and exactly. killer mushrooms. But, uh, that's yeah. a Super Mario Bros. Uh, reference for you uh, millennials out there. <laughs> um all right, Mike, why don't we just uh, just get started with the Absolutely. show? Absolutely. Who are we going to start with? We're going to, let's start with, um, oh, let's start with some big fish, Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. All right, so some background. Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy, I mean, they, they don't need any introduction. Uh, Canadian comic legends. Uh, we were sitting down, I think. Great this, eyebrows on both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I think this was uh, a couple years ago. Um, it was just around the time Schitt's Creek was starting on CBC, and uh, we had all gone to CBC to sit down with both of them to talk to them about the show. And uh, as you know, on Schitt's Creek, the the concept of the show, for those who don't know about it, is that um, it's a it's a rich family. Uh, Eugene O'Hara, uh, Eugene O'Hara, Eugene Levy, and Catherine O'Hara are the parents, uh, and they have two kids. And they lose all their, their money. And the only thing that they have left is this town called Schitt's Creek that they had bought as a joke mm-hmm. for their son or, or you know, to, something to that effect. And so, um, so now they're forced to live in this little yeah. one-horse town, Schitt's Creek. And yeah, so, I, right, so I asked Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara, it wasn't even a Christmas question. Um, I asked them, you know, have you ever bought a gift as a joke, you know, a crazy gift as a joke? Uh, for someone uh, that you can recall, and this was uh, this was how the discussion went down. I don't know. There was that llama, but that <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, uh, I, as a gift to my parents, flew one of my sisters and her family uh, from out west to Toronto, and uh, we were on a break from SCTV. And one of the writers was staying in a condo, and they le- they were going home for Christmas. So 
we got my sister and her family to stay in the condo, and we didn't tell my parents. It was a big surprise. This is my idea of a gift to my parents, Christmas gift. And um, and the way we announced them being in town was uh, I was at home with my mom and dad, and we heard carolers outside. It was my sister and her husband and kids. And they're singing carols, and, and, and we're going, Mom, look, Mom and Dad, look, there's carolers out in the lawn, out in the lawn. My mom opens the door. And she looks looks at them. They're kind of in the distance at the end of the driveway. And Mom looks at them. Oh my God! Oh my God! And thought she was seeing the faces of my sister and her family because they were dead somewhere. So and almost like oh just God. the reaction was not what I'd hoped <laughs> at all. <laughs> and my mom referred to that Christmas gift as the time I tried to kill her. <laughs> oh my God! What? So now that you bring it up, yeah, I had a stupid <laughs> gift. Wow. The, the gift that almost killed your mother. Wow. It's pretty traumatic. That's, yeah, that's put a little chill down my spine. That's my mother. Wow. A sense of humor. <laughs> it turned into something very different. Well, after uh, she realized they were alive, then she was very happy yeah. they were there. Of course, she loves them. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. Kind of a... A joke that kind of backfired, you know. I don't know. I bought my son a gerbil when, you know, when he was small. But I guess the joke was he wasn't going to take care of it. <laughs> Joke's on the gerbil. So the joke was on the gerbil. So wait, I'm a little confused. So the mother thought that that was a... She really legitimately thought those yeah. singers were ghosts. They thought her children, it was their apparitions appearing. Right. Because they had died somewhere else. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty funny. Okay, so let's jump into the next story, I believe. Uh, let's you know, let's do the tenors. That was a good one. Yeah, the tenors um, actually visited us here in the Zoomerplex uh, in downtown Toronto, where in Liberty Village, where we're recording now. Uh, they came to talk about their new album, Christmas, together. How many was it? Uh, the three guys? It is the three tenors, not yeah. not those three tenors. It's it's the other three tenors. No, know, there are Canadian was, three tenors. There were four guys before. There were four, and uh, and then there was an incident with the. They do not talk the, about that the guy. Canadian, oh, no, you know what? In my one on one interview or one on three interview in the latest edition of Zoomer magazine, um, we do talk about it. Um, but they were actually here to talk about their Christmas album. Is it this the current edition? Yes, the current edition. With Jan Arden on with the Jan cover? With Jan Arden on the cover, our winter issue. On newsstands now. Absolutely. Cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> and right. uh, they, were, plug. they were here to talk about their new album called Christmas Together. Um, and the funny thing with the tenors is that their best-selling album ever was their last Christmas album. It was called The Perfect Gift, and it went like three times platinum. And um, so it's like there's something about Christmas and the tenors that really just works. And so I was asking them about that. And, uh, you know, they were just sort of talking about their roots in Christmas and how really uh, singing at Christmas at their churches and their parishes for their families uh, really are what started them on the road to the success they've had today where they're, you know, multi-platinum worldwide, you know, stars. And... uh, and yeah, and, and they still do that. They still go home, come off of tour, uh, go home for Christmas, and end up singing again in their communities. And uh, so, yeah, we talked about why that's important to them and how they all got started singing at Christmas. You know, I think uh, one of the coolest gifts that I got uh, growing up was a drum set, microphone, uh, a little guitar, so like I could literally kind of have my own band, you know? So I'd have buddies come over, and, uh, and there's a, a picture we found recently you know, that uh, that shows us jamming away. I'm sure it just sounded like 
a dog's breakfast, but we didn't care. If you now, this is going to sound like a selling plug, but that picture's actually on on the CD and the and yeah, yeah oh. and the vinyl actually oh, because okay. we uh, we're coming out with vinyl uh, for the first time in Canada. Uh, which That's is cool funny. if you I really totally want forgot. the nostalgic kind of like experience but th- there's a picture there you go yeah I totally forgot picture. it's there and, and, it's awesome. and uh, but yeah I mean you know for us uh, music has always been you know the, the focal point at, at Christmas time my mom yeah. sings uh, she had my brothers and I you know playing instruments since we were like young tykes so it's, uh, it's <laughs> I remember it whether we like it or yeah. not it was know? me and like you know 20 older ladies going around caroling and my mom would like drag me out she's like you're coming out singing i'm like okie dokie <laughs> but it paid off in the end right boys yeah. there you go now like when people ask you to sing at christmas are you like oh for, like come on yeah. usually by christmas like our our are, you know, we're like, oh, we're so wiped, <laughs> yeah. you know, after uh, the, that, so, that tour. But, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's always special when, when you know, for, for them and for your congregation, because we all have sung in our churches and stuff, to, to, you know, to get up in front of the audience and, yeah. and you know, sing Oh Holy Night or, or whatever. Um, you know, and it takes a bit of pulling because you're, like, so tired. But you're, you're glad you do it at the yeah. end because... Yeah. It, even for us, it's a, it's a certain magic that takes us back a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And like for me, it's my dad. Like I can't say no to him. He'll take the guitar. Come here, we go, son. Ready? Here we go. Come on, come on. And you can just see him, just so amped to share that moment. And yeah. it doesn't matter how done you are vocally, you just you got you to power those, through. Yeah. You know those communities uh, around us when we go home at Christmas time. Because same thing. Yeah, I always sing at, at church. You know, on on Christmas Eve, I always get the call. You know, the day before the text from the the music minister, like, Hey, would you be interested? And you know. How do you say no to that? You, yeah. you just yeah. you would never say no. You'd never consider it because, like, they gave you the opportunity growing up to, you know, to, to sort of, you know, practice the art form. And, and now this is, you know, one way of, of giving back. But really, like, it's just such a beautiful thing to, to share with these people who have been so supportive. And, you know, we've been at this, you know, over 10 years now. Yeah. And that first tour was in Saskatchewan. We did 12 shows in 14 days, you know, in a rental car. And uh, janitor working the lights, and you know that's just how it went. Yeah. And you know now to be able to tour internationally and and to have the support um, of this amazing country, we just uh, we just couldn't be uh, more grateful. Like, does it? Do you ever think about you know you release this album this year that you know 20 years from now people might still be listening to that album like? Does, how does that hope. make you feel? Like, yeah, right? Like, you <laughs> used to listen so to Big Crosby. Like, honor. people still listen to it's you. Such well, that's, that's the magic of a Christmas album, right? Because it keeps coming back every year. Part of the yeah. reason uh, our last Christmas album is so successful. So every year, Perfect Gift gets picked up at the store, and you get to relive those uh, magical Christmas memories all yeah. over again. And we certainly considered that when we were putting this together. You know, and we want to make this uh, relative to now, but we also want to make it timeless yeah. for the next 20 or so years. All right, that was the tenors. Those, they sound like uh, good boys, the kind of boys to bring home to mom. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Not me. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> only nightmares for me. No, the only people I bring home to mom. You know what, though? If you brought them home to mom, you know, if they were like how they were here when they were shooting them for the photo shoot for Zoomer, uh, you know, they just break into song and they charm everybody. So, you know, mom would love them. Yeah, they just start singing about her meatballs and pasta yeah. that she makes for them. <laughs> yeah, just singing what's Spoiler going alert, on in the room. Spoiler alert, I'm Italian. <laughs> Um, if my, my incredibly ethnic name didn't give it away, which I love, right, Mike? 
Oh, we're both so, Italian. Yeah. That's right. Um, so, okay, well, that was the tenors. Let's, you know, let's stay with the uh, musicians. Let's go on to Meisha Bruger-Gossman. Yeah, Meisha Bruger-Gossman, uh, amazing Canadian soprano. Uh, yeah, she's amazing. Her she's beautiful. Her <clears throat> voice is so good. Oh, the, her voice is incredible, and it's it's interesting because we're all talking about like uh, Christmas stories and happiness, and um, you know I'll, I'll let Misha explain it. But basically, uh, in 2014, she had a Christmas album, and she had this song called "Let Joy Reign," and it's about you know things that are you know people who struggle during the holidays for whatever reason, you know. And looking back now that she's released a memoir, uh, and I met her and talked to her about it. Uh, this year, it's called Something's Always on Fire, uh, and learning about her struggles in her life with, uh, you know, uh, infidelity and, and debt and all these other things, it, it, I can see where this song, Let Joy Reign, uh, may have come from. And, and it was important for her to just highlight how not everybody's happy over the holidays. Not everybody has something to be joyous about. And, you know, we can't just leave them out in the cold, so yeah, to speak. And sometimes, you know what? I'm a pretty joyous person myself, I like to say. I'm pretty peppy, right, Mike? <laughs> You've got some energy, As too. are you. Uh, sometimes you just need a good cry, you know? Yeah. And even around the holidays, it's uh, it's kind of nice to kind of to go there, and it, and it makes you appreciate yeah. all the the peppy, joyous songs, all the whams and Mariah Carey's out there, which <laughs> are the dominating the wear phase and, and yeah. the, the wear phase, the, the airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, around the holidays. But um, yeah, so let's jump into it. Okay, here we go. Meisha Bruger Gozman. I mean, everybody has their own music that they associate with the season. I, I think in a pinch, like Ben Crosby, okay. you know, just kind of classic, you know, Ella Slaybelt, no, Ella um, uh, White Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of old timey vinyl. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, can't think of any kind of modern type, uh, like that would have played consistently in my house. Yeah. And that's interesting that, um, like you mentioned, Bing Crosby or, or um, A White Christmas or something, where these are songs that have been gone through generations and, and you know, people will reinterpret them and everything. But like you said, it's a, fam- you mentioned it earlier, it's a familiar sort of skeleton to hang it, it on. I mean, oh, yeah. why, why do you think these sort of songs, that they resonate like continually? People don't get tired of hearing them. Well, I think that the ones that people love the most are sung well. I think that because the holiday season, maybe more than any other time of year, brings people together to sing, I think that the the concept of singing is probably at its strongest during the holiday season because, you know, that's the time when the family gathers around the piano maybe and sings things or goes to a concert or there's always music involved. You know, it's the time of year where there is the strongest and most opulent soundtrack and I think that the songs have stood the test of time because a lot of the time people can sing them together. And that, that that ability to, you know, bring together people in concert is a way of celebrating. Which is a lot of fun. Hey, so when you're when you were interviewing them or for in general when you're interviewing Misha or whoever it might be, the tenors or all the other amazing celebrities that you, you interview. And Mike's gonna name drop a lot, guys. I should come up with a special <laughs> effect that just goes boom every time Mike Mike name drops. That should Clang. be the, 
Crash. I don't know. Something like yeah. Something from Batman, like the original we'll Batman. To rename too. the podcast, the name drop. Yeah, the name drop. That's oh my. That time I was ideas. I was sitting there talking with Michael Douglas. Yes. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Which actually happened. But. So, of course it did. <laughs> See, that's where, when I'm joking about it. It's uh, <laughs> Which actually happened, guys. Um, so now I lost tra- my train of thought. When we're, uh, oh, wait. Okay. So you wouldn't know because I didn't bring it up yet. Um, when you are interviewing a musician or, or mm-hmm. uh, let's stick with musicians, like Meisha, for instance, about a holiday album, how far in advance before the holidays is it? Like, are you guys talking about the beautiful holidays, like in September? Yeah. Like, how's that go? Well, that's the funny thing. Often, um, you know, if you're releasing an album in December, you know, it takes a, a long time to record and, and uh, you know, create the album. You put lay down the, you have to write it, you lay down the tracks, you have to, all the, the audio engineering and everything that goes into it, the marketing, the packaging. So, like, Misha had uh, recorded that album that we were talking about in July. And, um, you know, so that's the sort of the funny thing. So when we're talking about it, sometimes it's around the holidays, but you're right. Sometimes it's in like September, October for a long lead interview. And um, it, it's it's funny because it could be, you know, you're not really in the Christmas spirit. But I mean, at least I'm just doing the interview. She had to sing in July about Christmas. Yeah. So it, it's so weird, the Christmas spirit. It's very true. Like, I usually don't get into it. A lot of people, it's like December 1st right away, you know, on Christmas songs yeah. all the time. You know what I mean? My ugly Christmas <laughs> better. I got 10 of them all the time. Not me. It's like a week before. That's when I, I get into it myself. Yeah. But it's just something you kind of, I don't know, it just turns on in you when it turns on in you. Yeah. And some people seem to have it from sort of the beginning. Uh, you know, like they, they always carry it in them no matter how, you, mean you know, throughout the year, whatever. Well, yeah. And even just like Spreading from childhood and... into adulthood and, and the older they get, they still carry it. Other people, you know, I, like for me, I'm working. And so I sometimes I'm focused on deadlines. And then that's when I realize like, oh, no, it's December 20th and I need to buy gifts. So it, and then I get into the Christmas spirit, albeit a little bit late, but it, it shows up eventually. I might got to interview. Loretta Lynn, the Loretta Lynn. The Loretta Lynn, the first lady of country. Um, I interviewed her last year. I love Loretta Lynn. And full disclosure, I say that as someone who has... Uh, Stalked Loretta Lynn? No, no. As someone who's not really even a fan of her music, you know, and I, not that I don't like her music, it's just it's not really my thing, but she's such a sweet amazing person i've interviewed her twice and she's so kind and so she invited me down to stay with her <laughs> she, obviously it's sort of a joke but she said on the phone oh you're so nice you should come down and stay at our place in uh, i don't know where she, kentucky or, or somewhere um but she's super sweet and she had one of those christmas stories that's like i won't ruin it i won't say anything about it um but it, it's a it's a tearjerker in a way you know like it it tugs at your heartstrings it's not like the happiest story but it's a really poignant story that sort of reminds you of like what what's really important. You, uh, we were just saying you had your last Christmas album 50 years ago. Now you have this one. Um, in that 50 years, I mean, does just the spirit of Christmas or the meaning of Christmas hold a different significance to you now than maybe it, it did? You know what? It takes me back. Yeah. I- I want to go back, you know, and we didn't get nothing early, but it was the idea of Santa Claus coming and with us kids that was growing up, you know, mm-hmm. we didn't get much, but we sure was happy with what we got. Right. And um, uh, Mommy, she made that candy out of sorghum, and they called it whorehound candy. I never heard it in my life, but 
That's what Mommy called it. And I didn't try to make it because I never did like it because I, I love sorghum. And I eat sorghum and butter when I, when I eat sorghum. Uh, and uh, Mommy made the, the candy out of sorghum. And uh, she would uh, pop popcorn, would string it. And that's what we put on the Christmas trees. We had a real Christmas tree, though. Mm. And we'd put that. Uh, popcorn rope it all the way around the Christmas tree. <laughs> and it, as Christmas is over, Mommy catches sneaking in and get, uh, taking the popcorn off and eating it. <laughs> 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 there are so many little things like that, you know, you've got to remember. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's really sweet because um, these songs that you sing, it, it doesn't matter if you had a, a, a upbringing where you couldn't afford a lot of money or didn't get a lot of presents or you did they they're universal it seems yeah we see i got a my first doll was second hand uh mommy got it for 25 cents <laughs> and uh you know that doll was the greatest thing that ever happened to me and um so finally mommy got me a little doll that had never been used and uh it was about seven inches long and this a friend of ours died, little Mabel, with pneumonia. And uh, Mommy mentioned, well, Mabel didn't get a doll this Christmas. So I went and took my doll. I had it under my bed in a box. And I took my doll out, and I went to the coffin, and I laid that little doll in her arms. Oh, wow. And Mommy cried and cried and cried. I said, Mommy, why are you crying? She said, I took from the living and give to the dead. I said, Mommy, I couldn't play with that doll. <laughs> and Mommy says, why couldn't you play with the doll? I said, it was new and I didn't want to get dirty. So I can't play with it. So I needed to give it away. And it did, it did my heart good. Wow, that's so sweet. It sure did. <laughs> and they buried her. They had her on the, uh, the back porch of this old haunt. Well, the big old rundown house, you know. Yeah. And how they look in Kentucky. And uh, she was the prettiest little girl. She had curls all the way around her head. And she was seven years old and died. Oh. Well, it's such a, I mean, it's a sad story, but it's a beautiful uh, gesture that you made. hurt me now, and I told mommy and I talked to mommy afterwards and I've told her a couple three times later you know I told her mommy don't you ever don't ever feel you did that I did that mommy hmm. you didn't make me do it you just brought it up and I said I, I just needed it, somebody to tell me to Yeah. you know <laughs> but uh, that's where that little doll went Wow, that's so sweet. You know, that's a sort of a spirit of Christmas too. Is it's not about the gifts. It's that, about that the is that is it. Yeah. You know, but before that, mommy would always make me a, a doll out of socks for Christmas time. <laughs> and um, and I don't know. We did, we didn't have nothing, but we uh, if you got something like that, it was something because people didn't have nothing to you know to give you. Right. There was no, there was no money. Right. You know, Daddy worked hard in that coal mine. He'd load that coal for a dollar a load. You know. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike. I don't know how you sit to, uh, like you're about to interview Loretta Lynn, and you don't have like a box of tissues. I know. It. I. You know what? It was. It was <laughs> I know Loretta Lynn, and she's had some some really hard times in her life growing up. I. You know, when you ask 
a, a person about a favorite Christmas memory. You assume it's going to be something like, you know, singing at a Christmas pageant and they trip and fell on the stage or something and was so embarrassed and, oh, that's funny, you know. I wasn't expecting something so poignant and something so, like, you know, tugging at your heartstrings. But, I mean, I guess, you know, knowing Loretta Lynn and, and how she grew up and it was a really tough life, I shouldn't have been surprised. It was really beautiful. Oh, I would expect nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing yeah. less. I'd be like, well... I can't wait to talk to her. It's going to make me cry. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> She's so sweet. I know. She is. Uh, and just so great. Still releasing, like, amazing albums. Yeah, like, yeah. And that was, yeah. The, the the album she released last year, the Christmas album, was her second Christmas album. Uh, and her first one in 50 years. But uh, she had a stroke, actually, earlier this year in May. So I also want to send our best wishes to her for uh, for a speedy recovery. She's 85 mm-hmm. and still going strong. So, you know, get well, Loretta. She's still pretty funny in that interview, yeah. Micah. There's a point where you say to her, oh, wow, you know what? That's, that's really That was really sweet of you. And she says, yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, she's <laughs> every one of her wits. She's got them all about her. It's really yeah. good. She's really cool. Yeah, yeah I love her. Quickly, just talk about what we're going to expect for the podcast in the new year in 2018. Yeah, we have six years worth of interviews that we sort of want to go back through. And uh, I I won't go on and on about it. But, you know, we've got people like uh, Jan Arden, our current cover subject. We've got Donald Sutherland, who's got a new movie coming out uh, in the new year. We've got um, Yannick Bisson, Star Murdoch Mysteries. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, who went to his his family cottage uh, in Kingston. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just the list goes on and on. We've got a lot of really cool, yep. uh, fun people. Barry Gibb. We got Barry Gibb. I the got Barry to, Gibb. The Barry Gibb. Staying alive, Barry Gibb. Oh, you don't uh, have to tell me what Barry Oh, Gibb I know, is. I know. We got the ultimate Barry Gibb fan here. Um, but, yeah. Big she, uh, BG's Big fan. BG's fan. Yeah, we got, I got to go down to uh, his home in Miami uh, when he was releasing a new album, talk to him and his family. So, uh, Did yeah. you steal an ashtray, Mike? I didn't steal. Did you steal any no, tchotchkes? No tchotchkes. Uh, Christopher Plummer, the great Christopher Plummer, who is uh, who's a hero right now uh, yeah. in uh, All the Money in the World, uh, the movie that he took over for Kevin Spacey and they filmed re- it in nine days. They had to reshot that. it in nine days. All of his parts. Uh, Eighty-eight years old, so we sat down with him, and uh, you know, a lot of these that we've done over the past six years. You know, there, there's a lot of cool insights, so I look forward to bringing them forward for everybody to hear. I can't wait to walk down. Walk down uh, celebrity name drop lane with Mike. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be quite the journey. I can't wait. <laughs> I would like to say. There's a few that I'm going on with you as well. So you yeah. and I went to. I, see, I'm the video producer. So I accompany Mike uh, and other editors on occasion. And uh, I'm going to be releasing some of that audio too that doesn't necessarily make the video. Um, the video series that we would release of yeah. the interviews. Well, hey, we just uh, interviewed Suzanne Summers. Yeah. The great Suzanne Summers. And I lost seven minutes of footage uh, on the <laughs> video side, but the audio's the audio, there. Audio, perfect for and a podcast. Perfect for the podcast. Okay, so let's uh, jump into the Brent Butt story. Yeah, the Brent Butt story had me Brent laughing. Butt. Say that 10 times, Mike. Brent Butt. Brent Butt. Brent Butt. Brent Butt. <laughs> He's. If for people who don't know him, he's the the star, the writer, the creator of the show Corner Gas. Who right? doesn't know who Brent Butt is? Well, some people, you know, if if you don't watch Corner Gas, if you're living <laughs> under a rock somewhere uh, outside of Saskatchewan and you don't know, uh, I'm not from Saskatchewan. No, I, but the, I, I Corner have Gas is, is, from there, but is Corner, I love. I know, of course. Okay, yeah. Hello, I know, but uh, <laughs> but um, oh, it's a, a Canadian staple. It's, it's just it the is. best. Absolutely, it's a it's a huge sitcom and and anyway we uh, you and I actually met Brent recently mm-hmm. in Toronto uh, to interview him for a project that we cannot 
name at the moment, but we are going to have in a but future podcast. you're teasing podcast. it, Mike. I'm teasing it. It's, it's under embargo at the moment, but we are going to have him on uh, in the near future. But uh, for this story, uh, it's a sort of a Christmas morning, or actually it's a, it turns out to be a Boxing Day morning gone wrong. And uh, he talks about uh, a toy that he had been asking for. The only thing he wanted uh, for Christmas was the Turbo Tower of Power. Well, kind of, I mean, there's a story that I have told a few times about um, when I was being a little kid and getting this turbocharged, this this air-powered motorcycle. Um, You know, a little model motorcycle that you pumped up with air and then it would drive off and it would jump up ramps and do tricks. It was called the TTP Turbo Tower of Power. (laughs) And it was fantastic. And I got it for Christmas and I played with it all Christmas Day. And uh, the idea was you put this motorcycle on this little pump and you would pump up the turbine inside the motorcycle and you'd flip a switch and it would rock it off. And... um, so I played with it all Christmas Day, and I woke up Boxing Day morning to this insane high-pitched whine that sound I'd never heard before, the screaming, whining machine sound. And I sat up in bed, and I looked at the foot of the bed, and there was my brother, my older brother, Lloyd, he's four years older than me. Um, he had my turbo tower power, the motorcycle on the tower pumping it to heights it had never been to before <laughs> pointed directly at the wall about four inches away from the wall <laughs> and just as I uh, you know just as I came to and saw him doing that he flipped the switch to release it and it rocketed into the wall and smashed into three solid pieces <laughs> oh my god it was the end of my turbo tower <laughs> And he always says, yeah, yeah, I don't need you to tell it, sorry, I don't even remember doing that. Like, yeah, because it didn't traumatize you, but you don't remember it. It didn't scar you emotionally and make you question existence. Oh, my God. It was a bigger deal for me. Oh, my God, that's horrible. I hope everybody had fun listening to these uh, interviews that we've done, this Christmas-themed edition of Ages and Icons. I sure did. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> Almost too much fun. <laughs> we, uh... I have a uh, holiday hangover already at this point. <laughs> Just on the food alone, the food coma alone, which I currently end in, am in uh, here at yeah. Zoomer, Mike. We uh, per- per- partook, is that a word? Partook? Partakens? No. In, no. Oh, boy. Oh, whatever. We, we, uh, we had a big lunch. We had and, a huge uh, fried chicken lunch. Yeah. It was incredible. And and I don't know about you, Mike, but if, if I don't have multiple food comas over the holiday season, then it's, well, it's not, not a the holiday, holiday for me. It's not the holiday. So that's, that's right. why we wanted to get into the holiday spirit. We gorged and then we talked. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically what we're all going to do over the holidays anyway, gorge and then talk about. Uh, you know, whatever comes to our mind. For us, it happened to be celebrity interviews. Excuse me, before I spread joy, I need to gorge. <laughs> before I can spread love and peace around the world, I have to gorge. That's what it's all about. Um, you know, Mike, this was great. I am so looking forward to um, walking down celebrity name drop lane with you <laughs> in the new year. I am too. I am too. Yeah. New year, new you, new podcast. Uh, as we said before, lots of cool names coming up. And I'm really looking forward to uh, bringing them to all the listeners. Okay, happy holidays and a happy new year to you, Mike. You as well, Gina. All the best, everyone. Thanks for listening to Ages and Icons. Take care. This
This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.